welcome to the Love Mish podcast. I am your host, Mish. There are a billion people in the world, and I'm just one of them. And welcome to my podcast, where I'll share my thoughts, opinions, and ramblings, and sometimes I'll have guests, and no subject is off limit. So let the conversation begin. Mimi, go Mimi. It's the Misha podcast. Hey, go Mimi, go Mimi. Hey, love. And welcome to another episode of Love Mish Podcast. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about 5G. And if you know me, you know this is something that I've probably shared that I've been concerned about. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, I kind of forgot. Like, I, there's been so much other stuff going on in the world. It hit me like, bitch. 5G. Like I remember on YouTube, it was so many stories about the dangers of 5G. It was um, documentaries on Netflix and stuff like that. And then it just like died out. Didn't hear anything else about it. And I feel like spirit is like, okay, girl, have it. Don't forget about 5G. Because I think that has a lot more to do with what's going on than people would like to admit and I'm not even gonna say people you know who they are the elite families that are trying their damn hardest to run everything would like to admit and I'm gonna tell you why this COVID thing is so slick have y'all noticed COVID has forced us to like not commingle as much and what did it do it shut down the churches boom people will go to church every sunday even though they was just in the club saturday at least getting you know spiritual growth and development or whatever else connecting with spirit source that got shut down some of them still up and popping but if you really notice that people not really going even though they're online and you know they're available and stuff it's not the same i think when it comes to spirituality um that that membership that coming together that you know kind of like you work all week and when you get off it's like a, a, a breath of fresh air so you work all week you finally get to connect with your spiritual family i think it's i think people have noticed that difference with online and skype and all this other stuff but anyways boom covid hit and we're not able to be together like they want us to be six feet apart do you know i was watching a documentary about this guy in aliens and he was mentioning how one person y'all check this out one person can meditate and connect with source and their energy would vibrate and i think he named like it could touch a million people and when you think about that it's 300 million americans in the u.s last time i checked because that's what i be telling customers when they call in like look it's only uh 70,000 of us as employees and then 300,000 of y'all yes your return is not done yet so um so that just means out of 300 million people only 300 need to be connected to source on that level and they're covering the rest of us that's powerful i'm gonna tell you why i believe that 
When I tell you my grandma eat, sleep, and breathe the Bible, and she just be tearing and praying all the time. Um, I know our faith is a little bit different, but at the end of the day, if she loves and adores Source and feel like he's protecting her, I, I really do feel like it's the same thing. I think we got these names kind of mixed up. Because I got so many names that people call me by, and I turn my head for each one of them because I know that they're talking to me. Um, like, have you ever been in a store and somebody call your name and you turn around and somebody else got your name like that? So, um, I do believe coming together. So if that can, so if being apart and connecting with source can cover a million people with one strong individual, just imagine what being in their presence was do. And I remember in the Bible, y'all remember too. The woman was sick and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was healed. Now, I don't even think she had to touch his garment. I believe if she was in six feet of him, she had healing. And I think that goes for anybody because energy is energy, right? And I believe if she got healed, whoever was around her it was like a domino effect. It's just my belief. So everything that this COVID is doing is, to me, it's like an attack against spirituality. So instead of relying on Mother Nature, when the Bible already says the medicine will be, the uh, fruits will be your medicine, they're forcing us to get a jab. It's like if people really sit down and reflect, this is like a spiritual war. It is a war. We're in World War III. We've been in World War III. No one wants to openly say it. I don't understand how missiles can just be going off and everybody think it's okay. Nobody's saying anything. Because until they get involved, they don't want to speak on somebody else's war. But World War III been started. World War III been started. And um, I don't know if y'all know, but government is not what you think it is. It's like maritime law. And we ain't even fucking sailors no more. So I don't even know how this is still going on. But... um. The, uh, the U.S. has been bankrupt three times, and when that happens, um, Europe has, doesn't have control over us anymore as our postmen. And, and, and there's a 15-day gap that someone else can step in and claim us. And these two men did, and I forgot their names. Um, but, hey, YouTube is there. You can find it. And um, one of them is dead. Y'all know when they get to killing somebody, they trying to send a message. And I think that's so ironic that one died and one is alive. So he's basically like, now nah, if you don't do it, we say, shit, you next. So um, in order to be a postmaster, you have to create a new flag. It says if you look over history, some flags are big, some are small, da, 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 da. Like it might be the same, but those little changes that we don't pay attention to have big messages. And they have to create a language, they call it quantum, quantum language. Um, and when they did that, as the new rulers over America, United States, all of the laws changed. Like, people was going to court left and right, and they were suing major corporations. 
um, like Fannie Mae and Fannie Mac and different insurance companies. And these people made hella money going all over the world, making sure everybody contracts lined up with the new American quantum language. And what's so brilliant about this quantum language is people can, um, one, the guy, what he did, he did the Lord's Prayer in quantum language. Well, he, he just switches adjectives, verbs, and stuff around because he said America was using dead man's language. And um, he, he just wanted to make it true so people can't be duped anymore. And so the way his um, language is, is the words actually equal numbers. And when you add the numbers, they equal out. So... A, B, C could be one, two, three. When you add that together, it's that. No matter what, how you see it, you know, math is math. You never hear any language argue numbers because they just are. They are what they are. They're set in stone. You can't change them. You're either right or wrong when it comes to math. And so um, when everybody in all the different languages looked at the words prayer and quantum language, it basically just meant we adore our creator and our creator adores us and provides for us and protects us and there was no argument so the deceit came in with i'm better than you and i have the birthright and i have the blessing and you don't need anything and i'm this nationality or i do this holiday or i do this or i like candles just so much division and i'll never forget my grandma say Point your fist and she'll push it and it'll fold and she'll say, now ball your fist and it will stand firm. So she was saying, she's just trying to teach me at a young age that you can't do much by yourself, but you could do much together. And that's the message that everybody needs to remember. So I thought I would say during COVID, I found so many groups that believe how I believe, that think how I think, that feel how I feel, that love how I love. And I'm just so happy or so sad that something so tragic had to happen that also makes me so happy. But with this 5G, y'all, I'm going to give y'all some different clips. And I was right. Um, this is going to be part one. And part two, I'm going to let y'all hear three more clips from this man that's right on and then i'm going to tell y'all what y'all could do to protect yourself because i already started ordering my stuff and if you look up dr delbert blair he used to talk about uh 5g all the time and how to protect yourself and matter of fact i'm gonna find one of his you might know you know what i just find his clip i'm telling you what to do to protect yourself so that it'll be on here so without further ado listen to these few clips about 5g and for those that have eyes let them see for those who have ears let them hear this is the age of technology and if anything happens the only person that you can blame is yourself so if you have eyes again see if you have ears again hear grandma always say god sends warning before destruction so if this message is reaching you, perhaps it's a warning because destruction is about to come. And you can even pull up the 5G map. It's one in Jacksonville. And I was wondering why it's a new, brand new AT&T store down the street by McDonald's. 
And I'm like, AT&T? Who the fuck got AT&T? Like, shit, I got Metro. But yeah, AT&T got a big contract with that fucking 5G. And um, it's commercial right now. And that's probably the worst because they use the most of it. And then I'm pretty sure they're going to do residential next. Oh, I'm already ready to move to the country. And Oh, side note. Um, the guy who made Tesla, forgot his name. He is putting up satellites too. And they're low and they're amplifying 5G too. And people are actually buying them. And check this out. He's charging $500 as an initial payment and $50 a month. So what? That tells you. They might shut down goddamn internet. And if you ain't got that satellite, you out of luck. Because when you get on an airplane, right? Internet should still be good. But that plane charge you, don't it? It charge you to use their internet when you already paying your cell phone for your own damn internet. You see how they like to control stuff when all this stuff is free? We just don't know how to access it. I just feel like I picked the wrong major. I should have been in engineering and inventions and shit because once you know something, nobody can take it from you. If I knew how to make a water car, this man made a whole water car. They shut that shit down. It was on the news and everything. They shut that shit down. We ain't heard nothing else about it. It's 2021. Shit, everybody would have a damn water car. And I don't even think it would have to be clean. Shit, use damn rainwater. But nah, that's gonna put into too many people's pockets. But he probably got a, he probably got his own damn water car. He just can't capitalize on it. So yeah, go ahead and listen to these clips, and um, I'll go ahead and put up part two. And please do your own research because there's so much more. This is just what came to me, what spirit showed me, and I know because people share. So please, whatever you learn, share it with somebody else too. All right, um, if nobody has told you today that they love you, let me be the first. I love you, and I hope you have a wonderful day, and I'll check y'all out on the next episode. episode. Bye! I can't help but say something about this whole coronavirus thing, if you want me to. In 1918, after the um, uh, huge, biggest pandemic, the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918, Steiner was asked, what was this all about? And he said, well, viruses are simply excretions of a toxic cell. Viruses are pieces of DNA or RNA with a few other proteins. They butt out from the cell they happen when the cell is poisoned. They are not the cause of anything. And the cells get poisoned, they try to purify themselves by excreting debris, which we call viruses. If you, if you go to the current theory of viruses called exosomes and the latest head of the NIH giving a talk on the complexity of viruses, you will see this is perfectly in line with the current thinking on what a virus really is. I had a dramatic example of this when I was growing up. Out, right outside our house, there was a wetlands, and they were full of frogs, and the frogs kept me up at night, so I taped the windows, and they were, in the spring, it was, they made a big racket. 
and then over time the frogs were all gone. How many thinks the virus, the frogs had a genetic disease? How many thinks the, vi the frogs had a virus? How many thinks somebody put DDT into the water? That's what happened. Diseases are poisoning. So what happened in 1918? There was a huge, in every, every pandemic in the last 150 years, there was an, a quantum leap in the electrification of the earth. In 1918, late, uh, late fall of 1917, there was the introduction of radio waves around the world. Whenever you expose any biological system to a new electromagnetic field, you poison it, you kill some, and the rest go into a kind of suspended animation so that, interestingly, they live a little bit longer and sicker. And then starts in World War II with the next pandemic with the introduction of radar equipment all over the Earth, blanketing the entire Earth in radar fields. First time humans have ever been exposed to that. In 1968, there was the Hong Kong flu, and it was the first time the Earth has a protective layer in the Van Allen belt, which essentially integrates the cosmic uh, fields from the sun and the Earth, from the moon and Jupiter, etc., integrates that and essentially distributes that to the living beings of the Earth. And we put satellites emitting radioactive frequencies in the Van Allen belt. Within six months, we had a new viral pandemic. Why viral? Because the people are poisoned, they excrete toxins, they look like viruses, people think it's, an, it's a flu epidemic. In the 1918 the, uh, epidemic, the Boston Health Department decided to investigate the contagiousness of this, so they, believe it or not, took hundreds of people with the flu and they sucked the snot out of their nose and injected it into the healthy people who didn't have the flu and not one time could they make the next person sick. They did this over and over again and they were not able to demonstrate contagion. They even did it with horses who apparently got the Spanish flu and they put bags over their head and the horses sneezed in the bag and they put the bag over the next horse and not one horse got sick. You can read about this in a book called The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, who chronicles all the steps in the electrification of the earth and how within six months there was a new flu pandemic all over the world. And when you, invest, when you hear the normal explanations, how did it go from Kansas to South Africa in two weeks so the entire world got the symptoms at the same time in spite of the fact that the mode of transportation was horseback and boats and there's no explanation for it they just say we don't know how that happened but when you think about it with these radio waves and other frequencies that some of you have in your pocket and on your wrist you can send a signal to japan and it arrives instantaneously so any of you who don't believe there is an electromagnetic field that communicates globally within seconds just is not paying attention to this. And I will only finish by pointing out that there has been a dramatic and quantum leap in the last six months with the electrification of the Earth. 
and I'm sure a lot of you know what that is, it's called 5 where they now have 20,000 radiation-emitting satellites, just like the radiation-emitting thing in your pocket and on your wrist and that you use all the time. That is not compatible with health. I'm sorry to say it, it's not compatible with health. That is a water destructuring device. And for any of you who say, yeah, well, well, we're not electrical beings, we're just physical matter, then don't bother doing an EKG or an EEG or a nerve conduction test because we are electrical beings and the chemicals are only the byproduct of those electrical impulses. And I'll finish with anybody want to make one guess as to where the first completely blanketed 5G city in the world was. Exactly. So when you start thinking about this, we are in an existential crisis here, folks, the likes of which humankind has never seen. And I don't want to go all Old Testament prophet on you, uh, but this is something that is unprecedented. The, the putting of 100,000 satellites in the very blanket of the Earth. And by the way, as I was going to say earlier, this actually has something to do with the vaccine question. And this got brought home to me because about a year ago or so, I had a patient who came in who was totally fine, a surfer and all, and then he broke his... He works as an electrician putting in Wi-Fi systems for very wealthy people. Electricians have a very high mortality rate. But he was fine. And then he breaks his arm and he gets a metal plate put in his arm. Three months later, he couldn't get out of bed and was total you know, heart irregularities, just total collapse. The susceptibility has to do with how much metal you have in your body, as well as the quality of the water in your cells. So if you start injecting aluminum in people, they become receptors for absorbing increased electromagnetic fields, and that is a perfect storm for the kind of deterioration of the species, which is what we're now experiencing. Hey everybody, Cohen here with Cohen's Phone Repairs. Today I have an update on 5G. Now everybody says don't get a 5G phone because they're dangerous because of the 5G. Now I have two 5G phones in front of me. Right there is where the 5G chip is supposed to be. And right there is where the 5G chip is supposed to be. I'm sorry to break this to everybody, but every phone, and again I fix phones every day so you can take me, you can take this from a reliable source. There's not a single phone in Canada that supports 5G. There's not a single carrier in Canada that supports 5G. It's a marketing scam. There's no such thing as 5G in this phone. What you're investing in is 5G for the future. So they're charging $200 extra for 5G when it's not even there. I don't know if this speaks wonders to you, but I think the government's doing other things with the 5G towers. So if this doesn't say something to you, I don't know what will. But again, I fix phones every day, and every 5G phone I fix does not even have a 5G chip in it. And right there is where it's supposed to go.
So I'd like to begin by asking a few questions. Who knows if they have a wireless smart meter on their home? Okay. And who has their smartphone in their pocket right now? Great. And who's read the fine print in your owner's manual that says that the smartphone should never be within about an inch of the body? <laughs> so today, I'm going to speak to why we can no longer assume that our wireless technology is safe. Technology has allowed us many benefits. It's connected us to people and to places, and it's brought us convenience that few could have imagined just, just 10 years ago. It's also brought us tremendous economic benefits. If we can look at how technology has increased in our lives in just the last eight years, it started with the iPhone, and then tablet computing, ubiquitous Wi-Fi, the smart meter and the smart home, and wearable tech, and now the Internet of Things. If we could imagine how this would look, it would actually look like this. This is an artist's rendition of what Wi-Fi in our public spaces looks like. We could actually hear what microwave radiation sounds like with a device like this. So if anybody would like to hear what their smartphone or their smartwatch sounds like, come and see me at the end, and I can show you. But how does this affect our bodies? That's the question I want to ask, because this exponential rise in microwave radiation can have effects, and that's what scientists and medical doctors around the world are now saying especially when it comes to children, because they're going to be affected by this their entire lives. But today, I also want to share a few solutions. I want to give everyone here things that you can do in your own lives in order to reduce this type of exposure. So I actually got into this topic about five years ago. Before then, I was a young technology enthusiast. I always used my smartphone and Wi-Fi. I've worked in Silicon Valley and have a master's degree in engineering. So if anyone had told me that wireless technology could have health effects, I would have thought they're crazy. So if you're thinking that right now, I can relate. But this all changed for me over the period of about one week. I started to experience headaches, ringing in the ears, insomnia, and a fatigue and brain fog that I'd never experienced before. And I shared this with a, with a colleague at work, and she said, you know, the exact same thing happened to her husband when a wireless smart meter was installed in their home. So I went home that evening, and I checked downstairs, and sure enough, we had a bank of wireless smart meters installed right below our bedroom in San Francisco. So this started me on a, on a journey to learn as much about this topic as I possibly could. And I now have a website about this, and I'm contacted by people all around the world every day who are experiencing the exact same things. It can be when they have a wireless smart meter installed, or a new Wi-Fi router, 
or even a cell tower placed across the street from their home. These are the common symptoms that people start to experience. This is actually from a published paper on the health effects of wireless smart meters. So just here in the Bay Area, I'm in touch with dozens of people who've had their lives changed by this. Medical doctors, high school principals, teachers and students, IT professionals, and even entrepreneurs. These are people who had a normal life and then over a short period of time went to where they could no longer work, where they could no longer go to an office. Some of them actually have had to move out of their homes because they can't be in an environment which is normal now for most people. I've been in touch with people around the world who've become homeless because of this. There's many people that's actually happened to. And unfortunately, I know of people who've actually taken their lives because there's essentially no place they can go. And this is something that society does not yet recognize. My own life has been tremendously changed by this. Uh, after that first exposure to, to wireless smart meters, now I, I, I can no longer be in an environment with strong Wi-Fi for very long. So I can't go to my work the way I used to be able to. Most environments are now essentially toxic to me. So even finding a safe place to live has become very difficult. Imagine not being able to, to live in an apartment building where everyone has Wi-Fi or to be able to live next to a cell tower. This is, what a, uh, this is actually a proposed cell tower here in Berkeley. The residents have actually stopped it for now, but most churches and most schools now have cell towers on them. And so it exposes the people around them and, of course, the students who go to those schools. This is a cell tower in San Francisco. That brown thimble on top of the telephone pole is a cell tower. And these are being placed every couple blocks. So you could have an amazing home, and then one week, a company can come and put a cell tower right outside your window. So this is something that's happening throughout the Bay Area, and it's going to be happening throughout the United States. So it makes it so that people like myself have a hard time finding a place to live, but it also is ratcheting up the exposure of the entire population. So you might be asking, perhaps some people are being injured by this, but if you're not feeling it, it's probably not that big of a deal. And I think that's a very common experience. But it's not as simple as saying that just a few unfortunate people are being affected by this. Because what the science shows is that we're all affected on some level, whether we can feel it or not. And the reason is, is because essentially our bodies are electric. Every cell in our body communicates using tiny electric signals. It's how our nervous system operates. So to think that we could put an exponential amount of microwave radiation into our environment and not feel effects is simply false. To illustrate this, I actually had many friends come to me when I started to experience this, and they would say, Jeremy, are you sure you aren't making this up in your head? And I thought this too my, myself at the beginning. 
But then a year or two later, they would come to me and they'd say, you won't believe it. But now I'm feeling pain in my arm when I use my cell phone or when I put it to the head or when a new Wi-Fi router is, is, is installed. So this is something where when people have a, more of an exposure, more people are being affected. And it's not just headaches and, and insomnia. It's much more serious things, such as infertility, DNA damage, and eventually cancer. This is what the research is starting to show. And you don't have to take my word for it. I encourage you to start researching this for yourselves. If you simply Google EMF research, this is a screenshot of what you'll find. The World Health Organization is the first link there. And they actually, in 2011, came out and said, this wireless technology is possibly carcinogenic. Now there's scientists around the world that say that it's most likely carcinogenic. The third link there is actually my own website. It's there because the last five years I've gathered research from around the world that shows that we now have enough evidence to at least take precaution when it comes to this technology. So isn't this regulated? And this is one of the most interesting things I've found. The Federal Communications Commission is who is supposed to be regulating wireless technology. But if you look at the regulations, they're almost 20 years old. So that means our most advanced technology is using science that's at least 20 years old. But not only that, they're based on a concept which is nearly 50 years old, which says if microwave radiation does not heat us, then it can't possibly hurt us. But there's now hundreds of studies that show that this is false. So how is it that we have a regulatory body that's not protecting the public? Well, like many issues, like many public health issues in our country, you end up having industry influencing the regulatory body. And that's what's happening here. So you have a revolving door between the wireless lobby and the FCC commission. So that's what's happening. Plus, the science is heavily influenced by industry funding. This is a study by Dr. Henry Lai. He looked at 326 studies based on the biological effects of cell phone radiation. He found that about half of the studies showed effects and half didn't. That's pretty normal for this type of research. But what he found that was interesting was that if you looked at who funded the studies, 70% of the independent studies showed effects, and only 32% of the industry-funded studies showed effects. So you see that there's an influence in money on this topic. Just like many other topics, tobacco is another one where essentially the industry funded science that was going to show their products were safe. So that's the bad news. And now I want to share some good news. And that is, is that there are solutions for this. We are going to have to have the industry start to create safer products, but there are ways that we can both protect ourselves and move industry forward. So one of the primary things we can do is to move towards fiber optics, because this is a way that we can make our homes safer, our businesses, and our schools. So fiber optics are safe, they're secure, 
And there's absolutely, uh, they're one of the fastest things we can use. Another way we can go is to, is to design products which are safer. So currently we have product designers and engineers working together, but we can bring in biophysicists and biologists to work together to create products that don't just emit right underneath the FCC regulations, but emit the least amount of any type of electromagnetic fields as possible. If smart meters had been designed to use either fiber optics or to emit just once or twice a day, rather than the 10,000 times they do emit, then I wouldn't be standing here today and thousands upon thousands of people around the world would not have been injured by smart meters. So what are some things that all of us can do? This is one of the most important things because everyone wants to know how to essentially protect themselves and their families. So the first thing is to make sure we use our cell phones wisely. I mentioned that you don't want to put the cell phone within about an inch of the body. The industry's telling us this now. So make sure you use speakerphone, get an air tube headset, and when it's on the body, make sure that you put it on airplane mode, when it's either in the pocket or sometimes in the bra. And when it comes to kids, we don't want to uh, have kids use cell phones, but if they must, then please teach them how to use these wisely. We can wire our homes. This is, uh, most people don't need Wi-Fi in their home. So move towards Ethernet, move towards fiber optics, and if you must have Wi-Fi, make sure you turn it off at night. You can get a simple timer so you don't even have to think about it. When it comes to kids, we want to reduce their exposures as much as possible. So if they use an iPad, put all of the data on the iPad and then turn the Wi-Fi off. In schools, I simply do not think we need to have Wi-Fi in schools because we're filling those classrooms with microwave radiation. We can have amazing technology, but it can be wired. And this is where I think we're gonna have to go. When it comes to the smart meter and the smart home, I recommend you opt out. I've had wealthy, early adopting families contact me who went all in on the smart home, and they ended up getting sick within a few months. So this is something that affects families, and I, I just recommend that you don't go down this path because it's a technology we do not need. And one of the, the last things I wanna, um, solutions I wanna give today is to create a safe place to sleep because this is one of the most important things because this is when your body rejuvenates and it's when you can make sure that everything's off. So turn off all your wireless devices, unplug things. If you have a baby monitor, I actually recommend that you turn that off, especially at night. I just do not recommend those for kids. And if you do these things, I know many people who've ended up sleeping better. They have a uh, uh, much clearer during the day and their fatigue is much less. So this is something which I recommend everyone can do. So in conclusion, I want to say that this is a problem that we can solve. It's, there's, there's tremendous people around the world working on this right now. And I believe we're coming to a tipping point where enough people realize that this is an important topic
and that there are solutions. So I recommend that you share this with the people who are closest to you. Because if enough people wake up to this issue, then industry will start creating safe technology. And once they do that, our entire society can move towards a healthier future. Thank you. So I'd like to begin by asking a few questions. Who knows if they have a wireless smart meter on their home? Okay. And who has their smartphone in their pocket right now? Great. And who's read the fine print in your owner's manual that says that the smartphone should never be within about an inch of the body? So today, I'm going to speak to why we can no longer assume that our wireless technology is safe. Technology has allowed us many benefits. It's connected us to people and to places, and it's brought us convenience that few could have imagined just, just 10 years ago. It's also brought us tremendous economic benefits. If we can look at how technology has increased in our lives in just the last eight years, it started with the iPhone and then tablet computing, ubiquitous Wi-Fi, the smart meter and the smart home, and wearable tech, and now the Internet of Things. If we could imagine how this would look, it would actually look like this. This is an artist's rendition of what Wi-Fi in our public spaces looks like. We could actually hear what microwave radiation sounds like with a device like this. So if anybody would like to hear what their smartphone or their smartwatch sounds like, come and see me at the end, and I can show you. But how does this affect our bodies? That's the question I want to ask, because this exponential rise in microwave radiation can have effects, and that's what scientists and medical doctors around the world are now saying, especially when it comes to children, because they're going to be affected by this their entire lives. But today, I also want to share a few solutions. I want to give everyone here things that you can do in your own lives in order to reduce this type of exposure. So I actually got into this topic about five years ago. Before then, I was a young technology enthusiast. I always used my smartphone and Wi-Fi. I've worked in Silicon Valley and have a master's degree in engineering. So if anyone had told me that wireless technology could have health effects, I would have thought they're crazy. So if you're thinking that right now, I can relate. But this all changed for me over the period of about one week. I started to experience headaches, ringing in the ears, insomnia, and a fatigue and brain fog that I'd never experienced before. 
And I shared this with a, with a colleague at work. And she said, you know, the exact same thing happened to her husband when a wireless smart meter was installed in their home. So I went home that evening and I checked downstairs. And sure enough, we had a bank of wireless smart meters installed right below our bedroom in San Francisco. So this started me on a, on a journey to learn as much about this topic as I possibly could. And I now have a website about this, and I'm contacted by people all around the world every day who are experiencing the exact same things. It can be when they have a wireless smart meter installed, or a new Wi-Fi router, or even a cell tower placed across the street from their home. These are the common symptoms that people start to experience. This is actually from a published paper on the health effects of wireless smart meters. So just here in the Bay Area, I'm in touch with dozens of people who've had their lives changed by this. Medical doctors, high school principals, teachers and students, IT professionals, and even entrepreneurs. These are people who had a normal life and then over a short period of time went to where they could no longer work, where they could no longer go to an office. Some of them actually have had to move out of their homes because they can't be in an environment which is normal now for most people. I've been in touch with people around the world who've become homeless because of this. There's many people that's actually happened to. And unfortunately, I know of people who've actually taken their lives because there's essentially no place they can go. And this is something that society does not yet recognize. My own life has been tremendously changed by this. Uh, after that first exposure to, to wireless smart meters, now I, I, I can no longer be in an environment with strong Wi-Fi for very long. So I can't go to my work the way I used to be able to. Most environments are now essentially toxic to me. So even finding a safe place to live has become very difficult. Imagine not being able to, to live in an apartment building where everyone has Wi-Fi, or to be able to live next to a cell tower. This is, what a, uh, this is actually a proposed cell tower here in Berkeley. The residents have actually stopped it for now, but most churches and most schools now have cell towers on them. And so it exposes the people around them and, of course, the students who goes, go to those schools. This is a cell tower in San Francisco. That brown thimble on top of the telephone pole is a cell tower. And these are being placed every couple blocks. So you could have an amazing home, and then one week, a company can come and put a cell tower right outside your window. So this is something that's happening throughout the Bay Area, and it's going to be happening throughout the United States. So it makes it so that people like myself have a hard time finding a place to live, but it also is ratcheting up the exposure of the entire population. So you might be asking, perhaps some people are being injured by this, but if you're not feeling it, it's probably not that big of a deal. And I think that's a very common experience. But it's not as simple as saying that just a few unfortunate people are being affected by this. Because what the science shows is that we're all affected on some level. 
whether we can feel it or not. And the reason is, is because essentially our bodies are electric. Every cell in our body communicates using tiny electric signals. It's how our nervous system operates. So to think that we could put an exponential amount of microwave radiation into our environment and not feel effects is simply false. To illustrate this, I actually had many friends come to me when I started to experience this, and they would say, Jeremy, are you sure you aren't making this up in your head? And I thought this too by myself at the beginning. But then a year or two later, they would come to me and they'd say, you won't believe it, but now I'm feeling pain in my arm when I use my cell phone or when I put it to the head or when a new Wi-Fi router is, is, is installed. So this is something where when people have a, more of an exposure, more people are being affected. And it's not just headaches and, and insomnia. It's much more serious things, such as infertility, DNA damage, and eventually cancer. This is what the research is starting to show. And you don't have to take my word for it. I encourage you to start researching this for yourselves. If you simply Google EMF research, this is a screenshot of what you'll find. The World Health Organization is the first link there, and they actually in 2011 came out and said, this wireless technology is possibly carcinogenic. Now there's scientists around the world that say that it's most likely carcinogenic. The third link there is actually my own website. It's there because the last five years I've gathered research from around the world that shows that we now have enough evidence to at least take precaution when it comes to this technology. So isn't this regulated? And this is one of the most interesting things I've found. The Federal Communications Commission is who is supposed to be regulating wireless technology. But if you look at the regulations, they're almost 20 years old. So that means our most advanced technology is using science that's at least 20 years old. But not only that, they're based on a concept which is nearly 50 years old, which says if microwave radiation does not heat us, then it can't possibly hurt us. But there's now hundreds of studies that show that this is false. So how is it that we have a regulatory body that's not protecting the public? Well, like many issues, like many public health issues in our country, you end up having industry influencing the regulatory body. And that's what's happening here. So you have a revolving door between the wireless lobby and the FCC commission. So that's what's happening. Plus, the science is heavily influenced by industry funding. This is a study by Dr. Henry Lai. He looked at 326 studies based on the biological effects of cell phone radiation. He found that about half of the studies showed effects and half didn't. That's pretty normal for this type of research. But what he found that was interesting was that if you looked at who funded the studies, 70% of the independent studies showed effects, and only 32% of the industry-funded studies showed effects. So you see that there's an influence in money on this topic. Just like many other topics, tobacco is another one where essentially the industry-funded science that 
was going to show their products were safe. So that's the bad news. And now I want to share some good news. And that is, is that there are solutions for this. We are going to have to have the industry start to create safer products, but there are ways that we can both protect ourselves and move industry forward. So one of the primary things we can do is to move towards fiber optics, because this is a way that we can make our homes safer, our businesses, and our schools. So fiber optics are safe, they're secure, and there's absolutely, uh, they're one of the fastest things we can use. Another way we can go is to, is to design products which are safer. So currently we have product designers and engineers working together, but we can bring in biophysicists and biologists to work together to create products that don't just emit right underneath the FCC regulations, but emit the least amount of any type of electromagnetic fields as possible. If smart meters had been designed to use either fiber optics or to emit just once or twice a day, rather than the 10,000 times they do emit, then I wouldn't be standing here today and thousands upon thousands of people around the world would not have been injured by smart meters. So what are some things that all of us can do? This is one of the most important things because everyone wants to know how to essentially protect themselves and their families. So the first thing is to make sure we use our cell phones wisely. I mentioned that you don't want to put the cell phone within about an inch of the body. The industry's telling us this now. So make sure you use speakerphone, get an air tube headset, and when it's on the body, make sure that you put it on airplane mode, when it's either in the pocket or sometimes in the bra. And when it comes to kids, we don't want to uh, have kids use cell phones, but if they must, then please teach them how to use these wisely. We can wire our homes. This is, uh, most people don't need Wi-Fi in their home. So move towards Ethernet, move towards fiber optics, and if you must have Wi-Fi, make sure you turn it off at night. You can get a simple timer so you don't even have to think about it. When it comes to kids, we want to reduce their exposures as much as possible. So if they use an iPad, put all of the data on the iPad and then turn the Wi-Fi off. In schools, I simply do not think we need to have Wi-Fi in schools because we're filling those classrooms with microwave radiation. We can have amazing technology, but it can be wired. And this is where I think we're gonna have to go. When it comes to the smart meter and the smart home, I recommend you opt out. I've had wealthy, early adopting families contact me who went all in on the smart home and they ended up getting sick within a few months. So this is something that affects families and I, I just recommend that you don't go down this path because it's a technology we do not need. And one of the, the last things I wanna, um, solutions I wanna give today is to create a safe place to sleep because this is one of the most important things because this is when your body rejuvenates and it's when you can make sure that everything's off. 
So turn off all your wireless devices, unplug things. If you have a baby monitor, I actually recommend that you turn that off, especially at night. I just do not recommend those for kids. And if you do these things, I know many people who've ended up sleeping better. They have a uh, uh, much clearer during the day and their fatigue is much less. So this is something which I recommend everyone can do. So in conclusion, I want to say that this is a problem that we can solve. It's, there's, there's tremendous people around the world working on this right now. And I believe we're coming to a tipping point where enough people realize that this is an important topic and that there are solutions. So I recommend that you share this with the people who are closest to you. Because if enough people wake up to this issue, then industry will start creating safe technology. And once they do that, our entire society can move towards a healthier future. Thank you. Thanks a billion for listening. You can reach me on other social media platforms at www.linktr.ee forward slash L-U-V dot M-E-E-S-H. I hope you have a better than great day. Love ya. Talk to you later. Mwah. Bye. Go Mimi. It's the Misha podcast. Hey. Go Mimi. Go Mimi.